everyone. Welcome to Sacral, Sacral Stimulation. Stimulation. Hey We're guys. Back. With back again. Alex. Yeah. Alex, fourth like time Alexa now. So typically Alexa is what I use with like the Goddess Elite Tarot community. Okay. Is what I get known as. Okay. Um, because my mentor introduced me as Alexa. Yeah. He went, this sounds really cool. This is how I'm calling you. And I went, it's sexy. All right. yeah. Alexa yeah. is sexy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. um, but no, I'll answer to either Alex or Alexa, whichever. Okay. Whichever comes out of your mouth. I like Alexa. Yeah. yeah. I like Alexa too. So I had a friend in God grade school who her name was Alexa and she was like the first person to teach me about sex. Like she would put the Barbies <laughs> in the van, the camper van, and she would shake the van and I'd be like, what are you doing? And she'd be like, I saw my parents do this. I'd be like, bitch, what? <laughs> Like, I want to come play Barbies at your house. Yeah, and I so go, I really, mentally, I associate Alexa with sex. So Hell yeah. That makes sense. That's good. Yeah. I, I want that to be a moniker that people, I should put that on a business card. Yeah. Alexa, mm. you should associate me with sex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that too. Here today to talk about an update from yeah. Alexa, Alex. So yeah. if you remember from last time, Alex was here to talk, um, and she talked to us a little about your readings that you do. Mm -hmm. And then we did a reading, each of us. And in the first episode that we had you on, you mentioned how you were getting into a polyamorous relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think when we first interviewed you, it was pretty new. Yeah, we were, I think it was right around like October 31st, Halloween mm -hmm. time. Um, my husband and I were coming out of the idea of just having fun and doing things that were unserious and untethered and unattached. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of accidentally mm -hmm. fell into a relationship with one of the girls that we had met. Um, and it kind of just slowly kept building to the point that, um, now we've been dating since October 31st. She's like softball moved into the house. Yeah. Um, all of our parents know, um, Sheesh. she's, so how did that go? Yeah. Okay. Let's so, go, let's go there first. Well, let's talk about where this all started. So this originated off of Taylor and I just leaning fully into getting the most out of and Taylor your husband is the husband mm -hmm. okay because um, he and I both agreed that if we only go around once we should cram as much good things and exciting mm -hmm. things and fun things into the go around yeah because like again you only get one opportunity why mm -hmm. why would you waste it why would yeah. you squander that so we were open enough to explore the fact that I was totally not straight um and that was part of my growing arc that I got to go through and his support making me feel more comfortable being queer and identifying as like not just cis hetero white chick. Yeah. And that, that level of exploration, that level of comfort that we grew with each other really let us be a lot more open and honest that when we did find something that was working, even if that something that was working was a person, mm -hmm. that we were able to have those candid conversations of like, I actually kind of like having her around. Yeah. Or she, I, she's kind of fun. She's a little bit different than the other ones. Mm -hmm. Like we, and it was funny too, because when she met us, she also was in the same boat of super cash, light and breezy. This is going to be like a one to two date max thing. Yeah. She doesn't do like hardcore kissing, doesn't do cuddling after sex, mm -hmm. none of that. Um, she's just there to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There to fuck, be enjoyed, mm -hmm. have yeah. some dinner, leave. Yeah. Um, like the second or third time she was over, we all found ourselves cuddling. Mm. And then we went, huh, this is nice. Yeah. And then we kind of tiptoed around that topic for a hot minute. Um, she unfortunately had 
um, a moment earlier in our relationship where she had to put her cat uh, mm. down. Mm. Unfortunately, she was getting sick. And was having some trouble with the roommate that she was with and didn't feel like she could like just safely grieve there basically so we're like well we're humans of course mm-hmm. like yes having the relationship with someone as a casual fuck buddy is great yeah but also you're still human you're still mm-hmm. a person and we're like well do you want to like just come be sad at our house you're welcome to like we have a couch you can you don't yeah. have to go be at your apartment alone grieving um and she came over and openly admitted that we were some of the first people she felt safe enough around Aww. to be vulnerable and weak like this around. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, she's I'm used to having fuck buddies and fuck friends that I'm in entertainment. I come in, we do the thing, I leave, bye-bye. There yeah. is no real relationship. There is no real <coughs> having like that friendship. Yeah. yeah. So we were the first kind of fun fuck buddies that became more friends for her. Yeah. And she very slowly became something that was like, wow, like, I, I'm not sick of you. I'm not. Yeah. Like, because I usually have a barometer of people where, like, they come over, we do dinner, we have drinks, we have fun. At a certain point in time, I start kind of looking at the metaphorical watch going, all right, when is this person leaving so I can go to bed? Yeah. yeah. Where I can get on with the rest of my day. Yeah. Um, she ended up crashing one night for a planned, like, sleepover where we stayed up and watched god-awful movies and just hung out it was great but by the second day about the time i would be looking at my watch and start saying like oh what are we doing today yeah as that person's subtle cue to like hey get your shit and get out yeah i found myself stopping and went oh i liked all of this there wasn't a part of this i didn't enjoy i'm like did you want to stay a second night yeah and like both she and my husband looked at me funny like are you serious i'm like yeah i think i'm serious yeah like yeah there's nothing bad about this there's nothing Mm. Detrimental. I'm not. I'm I feel not, like I kind of don't want you to leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is weird to say yeah. when you're sitting in the house with your person that you've known for 12 years. Yeah. That and that's that's been another fun, like balancing act is bringing, bringing a third person into an established relationship. Yeah. Has been a huge of like 12 years. Yeah. Mm. So we Taylor and I are like that's my person. That's mm. my that's my guy. That's my dude. That's. We are bros, we are player one and player two, we are cheerleaders, soulmates. Oh. I still refer to myself as his girlfriend every now and then, yeah. I've been married for four years. Like, in this life and the next life, our our souls are meant to bump into each other. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that, and mm-hmm. so does he. So for us, when we all decided that the relationship with Raya was going decently well, trying to discuss that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Okay, where does a third person fit into yeah. an established marriage? Um, and thankfully, she was also extremely emotionally woke and mature and able to voice and articulate what was going on in her head very well, which helps. I think mm-hmm. I think removing your ego is the success to any relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to get your ego out of the damn way. Oh, yeah. Because feeling that level of insecurity and feeling that level of, oh, well, I can't possibly say that. Like, that's a hindrance to you and ultimately a hindrance to the group and the couple and the, the relationship. And you, yeah. you also have to have that support to let that ego down too. Yeah. You know, like you can't let it down and be vulnerable and that other person like... Not be receptive. Oh, yeah, fucks you over. <laughs> or like, just yeah. like doesn't give a shit. Because then it's like, well, I'm putting that back up. Yeah. And then then you got to tear it down times two. And then you do it again, you got to tear it down times three. You know? Mm-hmm. So like, there's so much <laughs> that goes into it to just let the ego down. Yeah. So we, we had that discussion with her of 
what are the expectations? Mm-hmm. What is it you want out of this relationship that you're dating two people now? Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of metaphor we, we settled on was the idea that she was a branch that had been grafted onto an already established tree. Mm-hmm. That like our tree was already growing, it had roots, it had a base, it was going upward, but she's like a dog would blossom or a different fruit that we yeah. just grafted onto our fruit tree. Mm. Yeah. She's still a part of it. She's still reaping the benefits from the roots, but we're all now growing up and out together. Mm. Mm. That's so cool. Because that was that was the dynamic and she she was very respectful. And this is our this is our brand of poly because I know there's different levels of polyamory where there is that level of full equality across the board. Nobody has primary, nobody has secondary. Yeah. Um, there is there are a lot of people that successfully do non-hierarchical poly Mm -hmm. we found that in our dynamic it's best for us and she's even deferred to taylor and i she says yeah she was at the end of the day she says i'm dating a couple because i want to know that you two have each other she's like that way if i want to do the whole free spirit thing and go like cosplay up on a four-day weekend Mm -hmm. you guys you guys are still good you guys have each other you guys have Mm -hmm. that support and security system that she doesn't have to be that portion of it so she has the freedom to go date someone else if she chooses yeah absolutely do you guys have the freedom to go bring someone else in yeah we openly talked about the idea of exclusivity um realizing that we could be exclusively emotionally bonded with each other yeah and enjoy the fact that there are things Mm -hmm. that we we share just with each other emotionally vulnerabilities growth that we've gone through together but yeah like they're there are still opportunities where if one of our other, like, friends with benefits, so to speak, was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Yeah. Absolutely. It'd be like, let's find an evening. We would extend the offer to her. Like, would you like to be included in yeah. evening mm. of fun? Or do you want it to be on an evening where I know you're going to be at work all night? And you That's don't have to, like... so crazy mm, to me. Like, being yeah. open and honest and realizing that we all have needs. Yeah. And we can all meet those needs. Yeah. And getting away from starvation economics Mm. that idea of there's not enough to go around yeah there's if if someone's giving attention to someone it's because it's being taken from me Mm. and that's a that was a huge learning curve for me personally yeah Yeah, i I grew up in an environment household wise where love and emotional support felt like a finite resource sometimes yeah so it was hard for me to watch you know Taylor thrive and be in a relationship where somebody else loved him and mm. somebody else appreciated him mm-hmm. and somebody else saw his value yeah and I was just sitting on the couch watching it happen yeah blissfully lovingly watching it happen not mm-hmm. in a sense of like being excluded but having to have that that level of boundary breaking for me was one of the bigger hurdles I had to get over mm. when you do all of this are you guys like sober yeah okay for the most like part. to me i don't know like to me i think i'd have to start out like not <laughs> so we <laughs> yeah. there were times my brain would just be like yeah. fuck this <laughs> there were times that like we would start evenings intoxicated to some degree just to have fun yeah but most of the emotional like heavyweight conversations we've had about our insecurities about you know, things that are that are lacking for one of us, but not all of us needs to get met. We're able to have those conversations sober. We're yeah. able to sit down and very openly say, hey, I'm uncomfortable. And it's not, this isn't like some beautiful, graceful thing that we've just mastered overnight. Right. Um, so like, for example, one of the big things I had to work on overcoming was feeling included. 
mm-hmm. feeling like I was considered and included and part of it. So both both Taylor and Raya are, are night owls. They tend to be more night-oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm the weirdo that pops up at 6.30 in the morning ready to rare and to go. Yeah. And then go to bed by 9.30. Um, but that's just how my circadian rhythm is. Mm-hmm. So there were times where we were starting to fall into a habit of we would all finally get home. All of our schedules would collide accordingly. And by the time I'd want to go to bed, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. I'd go upstairs, go get some good sleep, whatever, wake up the next morning and find out, oh, those two had sex last night. Mm. And it finally got to the point that it came to a head that I was in an emotional space of feeling feeling like I was being excluded, feeling like I wasn't being mm. included. And yeah. I, I didn't know how to voice it. I didn't know how to get it out of my face. And they, they could tell. Both my partners knew something was up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is actually one of those days there, like, some little small thing goes wrong, and that just, there's the floodgate yeah. open. Yeah. Um, I ended up spilling tea on my hand, hot tea on my hand, and just broke down, started sobbing. And they went, hey, there it is. Now yeah. what's wrong? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not crying over tea. What's wrong? Yeah. And we did. We all stopped. TV went off. Phones went down. We all sat down together in a little puddle and went, okay, what's going on? You've got to mm. talk. You have to tell us. Yeah. Because if I wasn't willing to open my mouth and share here's a fear, here's a thought, here's an insecurity I'm having. If I hadn't have opened my mouth, it would have stayed inside of my head. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. would have turned to rot, and it would have turned to ruin, and yeah. it would have yeah. festered there. And not only is that a disservice to me, but that's a disservice to my two partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that if I'm brave enough to swallow a little bit and be like, okay, I'm going to tell you, you guys asked, like, getting that off of you and having it be received openly and lovingly is one of the most strengthening things you can do for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So when you had this conversation, how did it, how was it received? How did things change or pivot from that point? So we talked about like, cause my, my first thought, and we always, we always preface conversations like this with, um, you know, this is not a critique. This is not me pointing fingers at mm-hmm. either of you going, you did this or you did this. Mm-hmm. Like these are things of, I need to openly say what I'm thinking yeah. and you guys can't take it personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we always establish things like that in, re- yeah. in conversations. Again, yeah. my insecurities are not a reflection of what my partners are doing. Those right. are, those are, mm-hmm. that's my trauma. That's my insecurity to work through. Yeah. So having and that's them, so big of you because yeah. my, my normal, my normal dropping into your shoes would be like, fuck. I would approach it angry, like, oh, yeah, you you know, like, I would have yeah. just been mad about it when really it isn't anger towards them. It's no. an insecurity within yeah. myself. Yeah. But just to make, just to be aware of it mm-hmm. and to not let your emotions pull you to mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, you bitches. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? right? Like, yeah, even right. though you're in this space, and but I is, still would have been like. That is the headspace I found myself in as I felt. But did you, know, you guys have that conversation before? Like, hey, can we, can they... We can fuck exclusively. You two can fuck exclusively. I, me and her can. Yeah, like, were there rules? Does it yeah. always have we'd, to be? We've had that conversation kind of going in because of our schedules. Um, mm. Both Taylor and I work like a typical nine to five. I work out of the house. He works in the house. Mm-hmm. And then um, Raya works retail. So her schedule kind of shifts depending on the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were chunks of time where, you know, I would get up and go to work and she and Taylor would be home for the whole morning before she went to work at like one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or same thing in the evening. I would come home and she'd be at work or mm. vice versa. Like, there were times where just two of the three of us mm-hmm. had the opportunity, had the ability with each other. And it was never, like, 
it was, again, it was never getting something more than the other person. Mm-hmm. So it was never that idea of like, oh, well, now that she's out of the house, we can fuck. Uh, it was more yeah. of, oh, no, you guys have opportunity. You guys have time together. And me voicing that insecurity of like, hey, I've noticed that there is what I, what I perceive as an imbalance. Mm-hmm. You guys are having more sexy one-on-one time. It's not that I want sexy one-on-one time. It's that I would like to be included yeah. mm-hmm. in the three-way, not one-on-one time. How do we do that? And speaking up about, like, the fact that, okay, you guys are both nightbirds. Mm-hmm. So can we have it where, of an evening, if one of you is feeling super fun and exciting, can we start festivities early? Mm-hmm. Can we start at, like, 7 when I'm still awake and functional that way? By the time we get done with this beautiful experience together, I can be like, okay, well, now I'm going to bed. You guys can continue to stay up and do whatever the mm-hmm. hell you want to do. Yeah. But trying to get them to shift their schedule to accommodate me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did hit, even after that convert, like initial conversation of, hey, I feel excluded. Hey, I don't feel like I'm being included in this. Because um, I'm one of those people, I value my sleep. I get a solid eight hours yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of my fun hard boundaries that I didn't yeah. know I had. So we talked a little bit about like, yeah, if there's a chance where you guys are going at it or decide to get all, you know, hot and heavy, come come wake me up. Come poke me mm-hmm. in bed and say, oh, did you want to come participate? Yeah. yeah. Think about so me, yeah. yeah. that couple, like a month or so went by, same thing kind of happened. We fell into a habit of, you know, again, opportunity and scheduling is one of the biggest hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's three schedules. No, that, there's three of us. Three adult schedules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there was one morning that I woke up that Taylor came back up to bed. He'd slept um, in the downstairs bed with her and woke me up. And I made the comment. I was like, hey, just because I wanted to ask, like, did you, did you guys have sexy times last night? And he goes, yeah, we did. And I sat up. Mm. I said, wait. I said, why wasn't I included? Why didn't yeah. you come get me? Yeah. yeah. And I got hurt. I got angry. I was yeah. like, I asked you guys but to, to consider then, me. So, like, on their side where they're like, you... You are very strict about your sleep. Like that's exactly what happened. Because mm. we went downstairs, had the conversation, and then it was it was difficult to to tell your partner like, hey, I asked for this and it didn't happen. So mm-hmm. not being mad, not acting like it was done intentionally. Because mm-hmm. then I, I had them both sit down. I was like, well, why why didn't you guys come get me? Yeah. And they said, you like your sleep. You like not being woken up out of your sleep because you say you have a hard time falling back asleep. We both looked at each other and went. Nah, she had a really fucking hard day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, she, we shouldn't go wake. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we shifted again. I said, okay. So now the protocol is in the evening, if one of them is feeling it, they ask me before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you feeling if we decide to, like, mm-hmm. you know, get, get all bothered with each other? Yeah. Would you like us to come get you? Yeah. yeah. And it's given me the opportunity to say yes or no. Yeah. To be able to say, like, oh, today was an easy day. It's chill. I don't have any plans tomorrow. Sure, come wake me up. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. care. Or if I've had a really shitty day, and I'm like, fuck that, I need my sleep, leave me alone, do not come wake me up. But again, that took, like, a two-month arc. Yeah. That wasn't something we accomplished overnight. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a boundary and a rhythm that we established. That was a learning curve that we had to all go on. And something that Raya had to deal with that I would love, I would love to have her on an Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah, seriously. Um, Because she brings the perspective of she's in between an established couple yeah she mm-hmm. never wants to feel like she's choosing wrong yeah. yeah she never wants to feel like she's made the wrong decision as to who she should be cuddling with who she should be mm-hmm. touching who she should be going for standing like it puts her in that position of 
she doesn't want to disappoint or play favorites. Yeah. So you guys have established that it's not you and him adding her. It's all three of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he wanted to sleep, if she wanted to, if you guys all wanted to sleep in the same bed on every night, you could, he could sleep with her. You could sleep mm-hmm. with you and her could sleep together. Yeah. Like there's no. And we've done that. We, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think the next purchase we're going to get is going to have to be a king size bed though. Cause mm-hmm. we only have Queens in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there have been nights where, I'll go upstairs to get some sleep and Taylor will be like, oh, well, I'm, when I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to come up and I'll, I'll sleep next to Alex or I'll stay up a little bit later. Ryan and I will pass that down here. There have yeah. been nights where he's like, I'm going to stay up and baby girl and I are like, Mm-mm. like we're going to curl up in bed and just pass the hell out together. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, we've gotten gracefully over the idea of sharing, the idea of mm. being available to each other. So on that topic, when you, when you talk about like, you know, like, him having sexy time with her, does he, like, what are your rules in regard to, like, safety? Like, does he have to wear a condom with her but not you, or... Yeah, so that was actually another fun learning curve we all went through. Um, Prior to the relationship, like, right around the same time, we decided, like, hey, this is actually a relationship. It's not just three of us having fun. Um, STD panels were brought up, which is another thing Mm. we realized that, like... The queer and poly community is really good about openly talking about, like, when's the last time you had an STD panel done? When's the last, yeah. like, what diseases mm-hmm. are you carrying? What things like that, like... Right. Because it's, yeah. Stuff yeah. that I take for granted now that I realize that the rest of, like, the vanilla world doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. So, she went ahead, got a panel just for the sake of saying, like, hey, since I'm going to be just exclusive with you guys... This is what I have. Here's my, here's my yeah. pedigree, basically, and it was good, mm-hmm. it was clean, whatever. So... Around that time, Taylor kind of caught on to the fact that, well, maybe it's because she would like to have sex without a condom. Uh, and up until this mm. point, our rule had always been, doesn't matter who it is, any of our additional partners, condom. Because you don't know. Absolutely. I mean, they're not going to come up in the house yeah. with a panel right away. Right. And I, like, I always Do you use, guys use condoms, you and Taylor? Only if I don't want to have a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are days that I'm like, I don't want to be sticky and have yeah. to crawl back out of bed and, like, clean, like... Can you please just for my convenience do it? Mm-hmm. But I make the decision to not use a condom with Taylor, even though I'm on birth control. Yeah. It's a pregnancy risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The act of sex is the idea of, yes, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's pleasurable. But penetrative penis and vagina sex, ultimately, mm. that idea of procreation always comes up for me. Yeah. <laughs> that you're risking a pregnancy, you're risking another life being brought into the world. Mm. And that's something that has happened in my life. My brother um, and his high school girlfriend got pregnant. Yeah accidentally it was something that was not planned was Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. accounted for um I didn't realize I was sitting on all of that Mm. because then when baby girl went oh I actually kind of prefer the sensation without Mm -hmm. question mark all of a sudden I felt that central nervous system activate that big jittery flush of oh shit oh god oh crap oh no oh fuck what Mm -hmm. yeah and I realized that like I'm not comfortable even though I love her Mm -hmm. and I respect the shit out of her and she absolutely respects us yeah mm-hmm. it was the idea of like what if she does accidentally get pregnant mm-hmm. yeah and even though she's openly said you know that she is the idea of like oh i'm never like i don't want babies don't want pregnancy none of that bullshit taylor and i had to have that conversation of it's all well and good to say oh here's what i will do and won't do like you don't know what you're gonna do until you're in that situation right and i was like i had the realization of oh my god what if she does get pregnant mm-hmm. what if she gets pregnant with your baby yeah. And then, you know, two options. What if she decides that she's not going to keep the baby and mm-hmm. she goes through with an abortion? Then I have to live with knowing that a part of you that could have been brought into the world is now not. I said, or 
what if she chooses to keep the baby? Yeah. And now there's a part of you that's brought into this that I'm exclusive. Like I'm, I'm not included in whatsoever because yeah. it's not my baby. Right. It's not. I mean, sure yeah. we're all a family unit, but that's it didn't come out of my body. Right. Yeah. Realizing that I had that trigger that I didn't mm. realize I was sitting yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and this is this is what earned me so much fucking like love and respect for her mm-hmm. because Taylor and I had this conversation. He's like, yeah. He's like, let me just tell her that for us, this is what it's gonna have to be. Mm-hmm. Explained it to her, told her, like, yeah, you know, with Alex's past history with some of the stuff that's happened with her brother, she's just not okay with us having sex without a condom. Mm-hmm. To which baby girl went, yeah, absolutely, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, I, we can talk about it if you want, because I feel like she owe, I owed her, yeah. like, an explanation or a reason. Mm-hmm. And she actually backed up and she stopped and went, no, 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 no. She goes, you said hard boundary. Mm-hmm. Hard boundary means that's your boundary and I love yeah. you and I respect you. Yeah. She goes, mm-hmm. me bringing it up again implies that I have any sort of angle trying to change your mind or opinion. Yeah. She's baby doll, you said no, no. Like, mm. so I'm good. That's nice. The amount of respect I gained for that yeah. woman. Yeah. Appreciating the fact that I went, I have insecurity. I'm sure you wanted to fuck her after that. Oh <laughs> like, it's gotten to the point that in a very sapiosexual way, like, being respectful and considerate is such a turn on now. Seriously. Like, mm-hmm. baby. Like, that was, you said the right thing. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Mm. But that was something we had to discuss. That was something that we had to talk about. Not because a an intimacy level for me, but right. it's a pregnancy issue. Yeah. I don't want to risk a baby. Yeah, I'm all for intimacy. I'm all for it's intimacy. just so healthy. I'm yeah. just sitting here and just like it's just so healthy the the awareness I and know. just the to be able to to communicate about things, the understanding, mm-hmm. the like. Uh, it's just it the really is. It's so it's yeah. so and Which I I love that like it's still not like I'm not saying perfect because mm-hmm. obviously no. like you said you're learning you're figuring it out but it's just like if there's a healthy way to do it I think that you guys are doing it yeah it's We've so really fortunate. inspiring. We've been really really fortunate that the three of us have come together in such a way where we can dedicate to being a part of a family unit finally. Yeah. Um, to mm-hmm. the point that even last month we actually all bought cute little matching I was purple looking at Enzo that. rings. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, so we all got a purple ring, not as like an idea of like a commitment ceremony, but the idea of like we wanted it. We wanted some physical representation that we were all part of the unit. Yeah. We're all part of this family now, of chosen little family. Everybody contributes. Everybody's equal and important and matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a fun little gay way to like yeah. put, put a ring yeah. on my girlfriend's finger yeah. while my husband watched me. Oh my god, that's so gay, you guys! I love it. Like, oh, shush. Yeah, mm-hmm. let us have this yeah. moment, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been an amazing growth yeah. opportunity, and like telling telling the family was a big, interesting hurdle. <laughs> so does your family know? I think you've mentioned it before. They know that you're gay or, or so queer. Or it was kind of so that was a fun fun conversation I got to have with my mother. Um, Raya was fortunate that she had been into more of a queer vein younger, so her parents were kind of more used to and primed for mm. her saying, here's this relationship I'm having. I'm dating mm-hmm. a girl, I'm dating a guy, now I'm dating mm. both. Yeah. Um, I approached it with my mother thinking that, again, some of those fun past traumas circling up that went, oh, love is conditional. Mm. There's going to be something yeah. I will say or do that is going to take love away from me. There will be a line that I cross that that person goes, nope, I'm done, can't love you like that, back off. Yeah. So there I am, sitting at my brother's house, looking at my mom, and I lead with, do you love me unconditionally? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, of course. 
And I go, is there anything that I would do that would change that? And she goes, no, it wouldn't. Have you killed someone? I went, no, 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 my God. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom, but no. And I said, well, you know I'm not totally straight, right? Mm. She goes, huh? I knew that. I went, how do you know that? I'm your mom. She went, I've always known. Mm. I went, why the hell didn't you tell me? She goes, what do you mean? She goes, honey, I just always known. She's like, I've just known (laughs) that you were bisexual and that was just something about you I've known. Yeah. well, one, you could have told me. Right. Because <laughs> I went through a really here. interesting growth curve thinking that I'm a horrible person because I'm mentally yeah. objectifying beautiful women in my head. You're yeah. like, I'm a horrid person because, yeah. like, dad says mm. some gross comment about her ass. And I'm like, dad, you can't say that. But, man, her ass does look good, though. <laughs> right. like, and I was like, well, it's a, going on with that, then I said, Taylor and I have a girlfriend. And I pulled up a picture of her and said, you know, this is who she is. This is kind of how we met her. It's this is how long we've been together. And I made sure I made it a point to tell my mother, like, she, her presence in our life has added nothing but goodness. Yeah. Mm. It has added support. It has added comfort. It has added growth, love, security. We're just, like, nothing bad has come from this. Yeah. Mm. So Taylor and I are going to run with it for as long as we can make it work because yeah, it's only right. adding good things. Right. Mm. Um, mom was kind of okay with that. She kind of did the whole, like, well, if she's important to you, she's, you know, be important to me. I'd like to meet her sometime. But still did that very, like, boomer mentality Mm -hmm. of, like, well, maybe if you bring her home, just introduce her as your BFF. (laughs) Because she's like, that's, like, a normal thing. Right. I'm like, sure, mom, like, we'll cross that bridge eventually. Um, I think Taylor told his mother over the phone, and she kind of did the whole, like, huh, all right, well... It's not for me, but all right, whatever. Like, kind of softball, okay, took it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was that awkward moment of having to know that, okay, the next big trip we make down to see the family, if she's available, we're bringing her. Right. And it gets to be that moment of, like, yeah, this is husband Taylor, who you guys have also known for 12 years, but this is now girlfriend Raya, and she's also important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's also part of the unit, and she's also... Yeah. Part of the consideration now. Everyone's like, fuck another Christmas gift. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really grateful that my family has a fun habit of like taking in strays. And I say that in a loving sense of like, we were the family that it didn't matter who you were, what you were doing, what problems you had. You, you were always welcome to come sit at the table, get a meal. Get, yeah. Like, we'll take care of you. It's fine. Yeah. So I feel like my family is going to have a little bit of an easier adjustment time. Yeah. Um, my in-laws family is very conservative and Baptist. I'm not, I don't think they'll ever, they'll probably never know, which yeah. might be the best thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also Taylor and I are very quickly coming to the point of, we're really happy and our life's great. So why the fuck would we care? Yeah. yeah. Right. right. So basically your family wasn't surprised. They were just like, oh, uh, like, all right, that's new. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's different, but all right. Yeah. They're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. love it. Like it's I sent, I sent pictures to my dad, I sent pictures to my brother and his girlfriend and we're like, I'm sorry, his wife. Like, hey, I am. This is our girlfriend. Yeah. This is like the days that we've said, like, oh, we're having someone over for dinner was because she was getting off of work and coming home, and we wanted to be there when she got home. Yeah. Like, um, and they've both also expressed, like, yeah, we can't wait to meet her because, like, again, yeah. if this person's important to you, yeah, yeah, I love that. And I mean, the reality of it is, if you're happy, yeah, period, like, no one should have anything to say about. Yeah, it. yeah. It's like, I mean, I know it's family, but like, it's, you know, like it's. This is my chosen family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it does make it easier that my biological family is accepting of my chosen family. Right. But also... At the same time, you deserve to be happy. And, like, if they're not going to take it well, then, like, 
you also don't have to continue to choose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know? family very much mm-hmm. isn't an obligation, it's a choice. Right. And loving someone I think that is, is a privilege a and is a gift. Yeah, and that is a condition that we need to get yeah. rid of because, yeah. you know, like... I did go through phases in life where I wanted to date certain people and my parents told me no, but like they were making me happy. But I mean, being young, I had to listen to them because I was still under their roof. But at the same time, it was like a big fuck you because it's like, if I'm happy, yeah, why do you have any say against it? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I literally don't even talk to half of my family mm-hmm. because they don't even want to get to know my life or mm-hmm. be a part of it. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't, I really don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't have to choose you. Yeah. yeah. There's so many more people in your life that you could be choosing to spend your energy right. and your time and your love on. Right. Because they're also spending their time and energy and love on you. Like the yeah. Quintana family. Mm. <laughs> we got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Mm, I'm just sitting here. Like, I, I'm... It's just so interesting to me. I love mm. it. I just love the... Par- part of me it freaks me out yeah and I think it does for a lot of people to be like (gasps) like wait what and it's like it's it's uncomfortable and it's scary but like you said Mm. nothing bad has come from it and I think that if we all could get to a space of that of just being able to like voice our emotions without Mm -hmm. being so finger pointy and just communicating and all the things you said it would just you know maybe it wouldn't be so scary. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff, that takes work. That's, that's always something I try to remind people. Like, again, Taylor and I've been together for 12 years. Mm -hmm. All of 2020, we spent several evenings of just breaking down emotional barriers between the two of us and Mm -hmm. like sharing shit we hadn't talked about with each other. And we'd known each other for like 10 years at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Still keeping secrets, still keeping traumas that we weren't ready to like throw out and let the other person hold and look at for us. Mm -hmm. Like, that level of growth does take time and dedication. Oh, yeah. But giving giving yourself that space to kind of grow and expand is good. Yeah. And also learning to accept the fact that other people grow and expand at their own rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's hard for people to understand in a relationship. Like, people think that once you get into it, this is where you are and this is where you stay. But, like, that's not true. I mean, even you and G have been together for, what, 17? Something like that. It's 17 years, like a long time. And you guys have grown and ebbed and flowed oh, in yeah. that whole time. Even We've in the three years that I've been... different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in the three years that I've been with my Alex, like, we've grown in that three years. And now we're growing into, like, a whole other aspect of this relationship. Yeah. You cannot stay at the point when, where you met someone yes, yes. because, like, that's when you get unhappy and you get resentful yes. and then, like, the sex sucks and, like, all mm. that shit. Like, we constantly level up and, like, mm-hmm. I just, like, if anybody ever takes anything out of what we offer, it's that, like, let yourself level up and yes. find somebody who levels up with you or just supports your level up. Mm. Because if they don't want to level up, eventually you're not, y'all aren't going to work. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to work. You're going to yeah. 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 When I've always looked at life as not necessarily a linear journey, but a spiral journey. Yeah. Like you are constantly coming back to like things. Spiral staircase. Relearning yeah. certain lessons again and revisiting old frustrations yeah. and traumas. Yeah. But the difference is you're that much further out in the spiral. Your perspective is that much bigger. You yeah. have that many more resources available to look back in on that specific little slice of spiral to say, yeah. oh, 
well, now that I see it from this point, now that I've had X number of years or time or month or journeys or whatever, yeah. suddenly it makes it a lot more manageable. You right. can be easier on yourself when you have to relearn the same yeah. things. At 29 years old, being frustrated that I'm bringing up triggers of shit that happened when I was like Seriously. 9 and 10. I'm like, I'm an adult. I shouldn't be doing Sometimes this. I hate that shit. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. And I've said that. I've said yeah. those exact words before. I'm, I'm a grown-ass woman. I should not have these feelings right now. Yes. I've been there. <laughs> because it's like... What, why am I acting like I'm 12 years old right now? Yeah. Why am I acting like I'm five years old right now? But, like, that's because when I was 12 or five... This happened. I didn't process it right. Yeah, yeah. this happened, and you have to, like, go back to it. It's very fucking frustrating. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating. But at the same time, like, growth is frustrating. I mean, remember when you used to get growing pains as a yeah, kid? It's, it's I remember a pain that for a shit. Like, my arms would hurt so yeah. bad, I would just lay there. And yeah, like, I want too. this to stop. Me like, too. I hurt. Sit. Yeah, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I hurt from the inside now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember that shit, dude. That's oh, growing pain sucked. I remember, like, I feel like my arm was yeah. just like being pulled apart, and you can't stop it. You can't stop, but uh-huh. you also can't stop that growth, that yeah. expansion yes. of like your energy centers, like expanding yeah. further. That shit hurts too. Mm-hmm. That shit hurts. Yeah, that's why movement is important. Yeah. That shit. Shaggy says growth is important. Right. He yeah. agrees. Like I'm this small, but I'm not so big. <laughs> But no, it's been it's been a wild journey thus far. Hey. Um, yeah, we we've known each other for six months. We've officially oh, been yeah, dating yeah. since um, the end of October. Mm. Like, and we we all always come at it from a sense of like, nothing's forever. So we're not gonna try to speak in terms of we're all gonna be together forever and it's right. gonna be great. Like mm-hmm. we try to speak in terms of oh my God, look how good we are for each other right now and everything that mm. we can do for each other right now. Mm. Yeah. Because sure, there is a comfort in forever. Yeah. But forever is going to slow you down. Yeah. Forever isn't necessarily a guarantee. for the future, right? Yeah. And I think that's also a big part too. Like you can't, you know, the people that are in your life right now are in your life because they're helping you in this part of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if Raya was supposed to like, at yeah. some point was ready to grow and move on, like, you would be sad, Absolutely. but also you're not gonna be like, no, bitch, you stay here now. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and we, yeah. you belong to me. Right. <laughs> we even had that conversation of like, yeah, if, like, if all of a sudden she came home one day, I was like, oh my god, I got this amazing opportunity, I have to move to New Zealand. Yeah, I would be devastated. Yeah, absolutely, and I would try my damnedest to make it work as also, long you're not as we could. Did that for her? You no, know? because yeah. she's her own fucking person. She yeah. deserves to have that freedom. And that's so important. And it's it's about you don't possess people, you don't own people. Seriously, mm-hmm. you yeah. can give yourself to someone. In that sense like yeah. taylor and i have given ourselves to each other in that sense of like i am your person you are mine sure yeah. but i'm also like i'm i don't own you i don't yeah. mm-hmm. i'm not your keeper i'm not your for like sure yeah. forever's all well and good but forever only works if everybody wakes up every day and goes yep still for today yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of people think that forever is just a thing you can do and then automatically it goes on autopilot yeah, yeah. forever's not autopilot no right Forever is waking up every day and choosing that person again mm-hmm. and choosing to work on yourself and choosing to try to be better for yourself, yeah. for your partners, for your life. Like, and it, it does, it breaks my heart when I see a lot of people struggle with stuff that I take for granted down in my relationship. Oh yeah. Like, oh, we don't talk about that. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell not? Why don't you open your mouth and say something? We have a lot mm-hmm. of people reach out to us and say, how do you talk to your partner about this? How do you talk to your mm-hmm. partner about that? One of the girls that listened to your guys' podcast yeah. reached out to me. Yeah. And I actually went and had dinner with her at Panera mm-hmm. just because she was the same oh. thing. She was like, I want to figure out how do I start having these conversations. These conversations. Yeah. She's like, well, how did you do it? It freaking breaks your heart sometimes because yeah. it's like, 
I know it's not easy. I've been no. in those mm-hmm. relationships where if I express something, my ass got thrown across the fucking room. Yeah. Or I got beat, or I got something thrown at me, wow. or I got told to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been there. But, like, now, not being there, like, every single day, every single conversation, even the one I told you about, we just had, like, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I thank him. I thank him every day for loving me. Yeah. Like, all that shit, because... I've been in those spaces where I had no love and I had no way of expressing myself because it was not accepted whatsoever. And it's hard. And it's also hard to be in those relationships. We're going to do a whole episode on this to be in long-term relationships where like you don't discuss something. And then one day you decide like, this is a boundary for me, but you don't know how to bring it up. Yeah. Because like, you know that they're going to be like, okay, so we've been doing this for 10 years and now you want to tell me now it's a problem. Yeah. 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 But it's like, Mm -hmm. it's been a problem the whole time. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I'm just now getting my voice yeah. to say it. Yeah. yeah, so we're gonna do a whole episode on that mm. too. Um, yeah, and I could talk about man, I could talk about this whole poly thing <laughs> all week long for yeah, real. Right? I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's so mind blowing. It's but it's so beautiful at the same time. It like, is just to like hear. It's inspiring and it's beautiful. Just and it's to, working. Like, and it's working. And to know that you are healthy mentally, yes. emotionally. Taylor's healthy. Thriving. Ryan's healthy. Yeah, you guys Raya, are Raya, right? That's Raya. it, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, like all three of you yeah. are so healthy. You're thriving. You're mm-hmm. living your life. I mean, relationships are hard. And you're, hard as fuck and, and you're doing two of them yeah. at the same fucking time. Plus, like, all, welcoming in other people if they come yeah. about. Yeah. Like, that's so mm-hmm. much work. And, like, you don't seem stressed. No, I... I've gotten a huge chunk of clarity for myself over the last year. I think a lot of it also has to do with like being open to things changing and being open to things happening that you didn't expect. Because we didn't go into a little bit of faith in there too. Just like, yo, what's happened happens. (laughs) Let's just go with it and see what the fuck happens. Because we never went into this going, we're going to find a third person to date and love and move in with us. It was a plan. That was never the plan. And even Raya said like, no, that was not my plan. This was a casual one or two date thing. We don't kiss. We don't cuddle after sex. And we laugh about the fact like, How's that one date going for yeah, everyone? Right. Like, yeah. isn't this hilarious? Super cash, right, guys? Right. Like, as you unload another suitcase of clothing here. Yeah. Like, right. We didn't plan for it. We didn't expect it. But we also saw the opportunity and went, all right. Let's try it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asking yourself, like, what's the worst that could happen? The worst could happen. It doesn't work out. Okay, well, we're all adults. We'll have that conversation. Seriously. Yeah. We'll deal with we'll it We'll figure it, it out. Yeah. When it comes, yeah. When it comes, if it mm-hmm. comes. Mm. So I've been extremely fortunate, and I'm... By no means the poster child for, like, successful polyamory, but I'm also like, yeah. hey, my polyamory is working really great. Well, the only other polyamory, like, background that I have is I had a friend who was a male who was living with two uh, two women. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was the one girl running the show. Like, it was her, and he was her boyfriend, and she was his girlfriend. They never hooked up. Okay. But, like, she got all of it. Like, she had her cake and she was eating it, too, and she was running the show, and it was so unhealthy. Like... Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it. Him, that awful. like, yeah. knowing his experience and hearing yours, like, I'm like... Because when he would say that, I was like, you know, that sounds interesting. Because this was before I met mm-hmm. Alex. And I was like, you know, that sounds really interesting. And then he would tell me the stories, and I'd be like, fuck that. Like, I'm sticking to one. I'm doing one. And that's that's like it. one thing at a time. Yeah, because like one dysfunctional relationship yeah. is plenty for me. He was yeah. in the midst of like two. That's awful. And they also like there was also like a little bit of overconsumption, mm-hmm. you know, of alcohol and the other mm-hmm. things too that were involved. And so like it was kind of like a little dangerous in there. But like hearing that there is the possibility of having a successful polyamorous relationship 
mm-hmm. with you know where everybody is their own person yeah. and yeah. everybody is a unit is it's just so beautiful to it me is. because and we I like I texted you the other day like news like celebrities like mm-hmm. uh I think it's Tristan Thomas or whatever like he's fucking other bitches right mm-hmm. and he clearly sees no problem with it but everyone else you know Chloe's making a big fucking deal about it and so is everybody else but it's like yeah. why why let the yeah. man be free if yeah. he wants to be free and that's the thing is like we as a collective mm-hmm. need to let humans be humans yes. like we are here to fuck that's why we came here right yeah. we came here to fuck so like mm-hmm. let people do that mm-hmm. and let people do it the way they want to do it yeah mm-hmm. who am i to say that who am i to sit here and be like you know what I don't, I don't like that. So you shouldn't do yeah, it. You, like, yeah, you can't yuck someone. Don't yuck someone else's yum. You've had a mm-hmm. smile on your face yeah. the whole time, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like if you're happy, who am I to say anything to you? Mm-hmm. I actually think it's really cool. I wish I, I do. could do that. Think I think that'd really be cool sweet. Uh, but there are people who are gonna listen and be like, "Fuck this shit." Like, yeah, because they're bitch? yeah, they get that like. That's their it's own like, fucking yeah, insecurities, though, yeah, you know? And it's the, it's the collectives and securities mm-hmm. on yes. accepting polyamorism yes. because people are like this conditional love well and there's so many toxic spaces that it exists in just like monogamy is a sense of ownership and a monogamy is a sense of like you are mine and i am yours and and that's it never gonna change and like even like look at the look at what happens in a divorce you know i'm taking you for all you fucking got why like that sense of waste of energy entitlement that sense of ownership of another person can be really damaging and i'm speaking from Mm -hmm. a sense of like i have profound control issues Mm -hmm. the beginning of taylor and i's relationship i fucking owned that boy Mm -hmm. and he was happy to belong to someone because that was our fun little weird codependency that worked out so well together i needed to feel like i owned someone he needed to feel like he belonged to someone and it wasn't until we spent enough time to be like hey maybe we should work on this together because <laughs> right. like this isn't super healthy like it's great that it's working out great this is yeah. the one random chance when codependencies match up and yeah. actually like man that was lucky <laughs> but like again this was a 12 year growth arc of me mm-hmm. realizing i don't own him i don't control him i want him to be happy yeah. i'm happy about the fact that there's another person in the world that sees and loves him the way i do yeah because mm. i'm like i think he's fucking great yeah so of course i'm thrilled when there's somebody else in the world that can like tell him that and see that in him and appreciate him and tell him like oh no i love you and i see that and i i appreciate you being here yeah like that gives me such a warm fuzzy feeling last weekend i was sitting on my couch in dead fucking silence taylor was in his office talking to a friend of his that's having a little bit of a crisis baby girl's mm-hmm. in the kitchen loading the dishwasher with music on and just hearing the sounds of like domesticity in the yeah. house around me it's like other people moving i had such a dumbass grin on my face yeah. like how the fuck is this my life yeah that i'm sitting in my house with people that give a shit about me that have chosen to give a shit about me i'm choosing them every day yeah and we have everything that we need we have mm-hmm. we have a home we have security mm-hmm. we have support love like fuck like how did I get so lucky? Like, yeah. then I had that moment of like, I better go light a candle in gratitude. Just like, hey, universe, I'm, I'm, I'm right. serious. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. Yeah. Not taking this for granted. Don't take <laughs> yeah. it from me. So, but yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It's a journey, and I'm yeah. tickled to death that I get to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for letting us be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay? I yeah, appreciate you sharing, coming yeah. and giving us like a little peek into your world. Yeah. And I hope you come back and share. You know what is it now? You know, yeah, like window. maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna need a quarterly update. Yeah, because yeah. the next the next big growth arc is we're we're planning an IKEA trip to figure out how we convert one of the bedrooms into Ooh. basically like a giant walk-in closet for all of us. Yeah, because now we're trying to figure out how the fuck do we fit three people's clothing in one house? Yeah, 
So one of the bedrooms is now going to become one of those luxuries, like walk-in closets. Yes. Just going to have all of our clothing in it. Yeah, cool. So we don't have to you worry about it. You hit us up when you go through that process. Yeah. Because we want to hear about so that. So yeah. that'll be the next installment. Yeah. The move-in. In the move-in. Episode yeah. three. The episode move-in, yes. Hey. <laughs> okay, awesome. So thank thanks, Alice. Yeah. We'll definitely have you back. Yeah. And, yeah, guys, let us know if you have any questions for Alex. Mm-hmm. We'll get them over to her. We're going to include her information in the show notes. So if you want to reach out yeah. for Please a reading. Do. Please do. Yeah. She's, she's. Or if you have any poly questions or if you have any questions, you know, you said one of the listeners reached out. Alex, we'll yeah. for coffee. I love that. We, t- we told mm-hmm. you the first episode, you'll meet him for pumpkin spice latte. I was so mm-hmm. grateful because I'm like, it, mm-hmm. it literally, like, I wept about how grateful I was. I'm like, oh my God, like, you think I'm doing it right enough? You right. want my advice? Like, mm-hmm. you're right. You want my yeah. advice? Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, I love it. Yeah. Oh, All right, guys. Thank you. Peace out. Bye. Bye.